hello and welcome to this uh, podcast i'm kunal singh i'm affiliated with the mit security studies program i am here today with uh, rajeshwari rajagopalan dr rajagopalan is a distinguished fellow at observer research foundation which is a think tank based out of new delhi so we have just uh, heard rajnath singh on the india china border uh, situation and we are going to talk about that so i'll i'll briefly summarize the arguments that rajnath singh made on the floor of the parliament it seems like there is a disengagement on the pangong so on the north bank as well as the south bank there there'll be a buffer zone between the finger 4 and finger 8 so the chinese troops will go to finger 8 and beyond and the indian troop will go to uh, finger 3 there'll be some similar unspecified buffer zone i assume on the south bank the details are not very clear at this moment the petrol patrolling will remain suspended until like further talks and rajnath singh says that there are outstanding issues yet to be resolved i think that he is referring to debsang plains and also asserts that india has not lost any territory so i think this is the broad argument he made uh, dr rajagopalan what are your like initial thoughts on this now th- uh, thank you so much kunal uh, at the outset i think this seems impressive um, because all the structures that were built since april will be disbanded as per as far as the um, uh, disengagement process is concerned but i think the key as always is going to be how this is going to be implemented on the ground uh, but there are a couple of uh, quick points i want to make one of the uh, earlier indian insistence was that china since it started the encroachment and initiated the conflict that they should move out um, uh, first uh, but now uh, under the disengagement process that we have agreed to uh, it seems like we are agreeing to a simultaneous disengagement we, which in a sense gives me the sense that we have conceded so we both are engaged in a simultaneous process of disengagement so that this moves away from the earlier in the insistence that we move out the china move out uh, moves out first in a sense so that's the first point second i think india agreeing to vacate from the some of the advantages heights um, in south pangong so i think that's a sign of conceding to me to the chinese demands essentially the gains from the august operation we are giving it away and of course uh, there is no clarification clarity on the tra- other transgression points debsang uh, gogra hot springs uh, nakula and so on and so forth so those again seems still under discussion so what are we really uh, sort of what have we really achieved this i think it's still somewhat unclear but on the paper uh, it seems fairly impressive in a sense yeah uh, so just I, i'll just hold this uh, one point that uh, about the south of pangong so we really don't know which heights we are oh. abandoning or which heights we are still like we will still be there so the indian troops sure. so i yes. we, we still don't know much details about that so yeah also but otherwise sure. the uh, those points are pretty important so Uh, and the and the argument goes like that there'll be a phased coordinated and verified withdrawal of both sides so this mm. is simultaneously but I, i think at each steps both sides will verify whether the steps are being taken and right. if you remember the 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 military well, clashes that took at galwan right. was exactly yes. exactly how this verification process was happening and it went wrong that's so, right absolutely 
So yeah. we have been here before. So in a sense, precisely that is why the uh, I I don't think anybody is holding their breath. And of course, the Indian uh, military uh, cannot afford to uh, take a chance and and uh, let a thing slip up. In a sense, once again, a slip up happens. So I think the Galvin clash is a constant reminder that there is a huge gap between possibly what China says and what how it is being done on the ground. So I think there is a there's a lot of caution on the Indian side as well because we have been here before and. Precisely, this is what finally led to the Galvan clash. But here, I would like to actually um, make, a, a, if I can have a couple of points. So, one of the again, Doctor uh, Minister of External Affairs, uh, Doctor Jayshankar, had repeatedly asked the Chinese as to uh, several times as to why China did what they did over the summer of 2020. Um, it is not clear that they have China has explained to uh, India as to what happened and why did Galvan happen. So has there been an explanation or not? I don't think that is clear and why we have suddenly in, in sort of engaged uh, in this disengagement process. Second, um, uh, the danger of Wuhan summit-like process. Again, once again, India could go back to a more uh, comfortable position of maintaining certain amount of cordiality, wanting to maintain certain amount of cordiality. Um, and go back to Wuhan like summits again, uh, while China could be preparing for the next a bigger adventure in a sense. So I think there are still a lot of uh, things unclear and uh, it's not clear that China has explained to India as to why what happened and why did Galvan happen. I don't think that has happened. I hope we don't go back to Wuhan like summit because as of now, the status quo pre-April 2020 looks to be very much a work in progress in a sense. I don't think any of the any of us have a, 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 a clear understanding of what has transpired so much uh, so far on the Indian side as well as on the Chinese side. But I think uh, we might have to wait for a, um, some more time for this. I think that's very well spoken that we should not go back to Wuhan. We should remember that these buffer zones are being created on Indian soil. So it's not exactly. a net win in any way. So thanks a lot right. for this conversation. Right. Uh,